Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five coaches on the hot seat in 2024. I like this uh, logo that Emery came up with here. Uh, yesterday, I mentioned the coaches that need a, a reboot, a refresh, uh, you know, just something, a new coat of paint. Nothing's tragic yet, but a, but a new coat of paint. Today, uh, these are coaches that are legitimately on the hot seat. Um, one of them, the fifth one, is going to be a bit of a stretch, but, but see if you guys can follow me here. Number five is Kirk Ferentz. I firmly believe that Iowa uh, and this offensive coordinator hire that he makes, which he has not made yet, is going to be very huge for him because the whole world's about to change. His strategy worked for a long time, but you cannot just decide, well, as long as we beat Minnesota and maybe just lose to Wisconsin if they're good and beat these other teams in this side of the Big Ten and go you know, 10-2, and two, we're going to be fine. Uh, that's not going to be the case anymore because the style of offense they were playing is not a 10-2 and two style of offense in the new Big Ten. So this is a crucial moment for Kirk Ferentz, and I don't think he's ever going to get fired, but he might get the old, um, you know, coach, you've been here a long time. You know, there's a lot of – there's that fishing boat you don't get out on, on all that much. Why don't you, you finally do that and take your wife to Greece like she's been asking you for all this time? I think maybe that, that happens. They have a new athletic director there in Beth Getz who's been there, and she's been the interim, but also – you know, if she wants to keep that job long term, she's going to have to navigate this new Big Ten and win games. I don't think I could disagree more simply okay. because he just won 10 games. Who mm. in the hell are you bringing into Iowa that is going to win 10 games on a regular basis? Yeah. And what are your expectations at Iowa? Are you hoping that you're going to be kings of the Big Ten one day? Or are you hoping that you're just going to get regular playoff spots? Guess what? If he wins 10 games, I don't know if that's going to be good enough for a playoff spot every year because what are all the other new schools doing and what's Ohio State and Michigan are going to occupy two spots and there's Penn State. So... I think there's a lot we don't know about this playoff and, and how it's going to affect teams. And that's what I mean. Like, if you win 10 games, but you're not getting into the playoff, like, how does that well, change my, my, views? My point here is I don't think he's going to win 10 games anymore. 
Okay, well, that's that's a fair enough yeah. point, but I think if, if you're Iowa, there, this man would have to do a lot worse than having a bad offense ran by his son to get uh, to get the old boot from Iowa City. I do think he'd be leaving on his terms. Now, maybe there'd be a nudge if over the next few years that starts to, to creep down, but, I mean, this dude's won 10 games three times in the last six years at Iowa. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive, I, and he's done more than that, too. Excuse me. I would give up a body part if my favorite team won <laughs> 10 games. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I like I get it. I'm not trying to knock that his coach, but like the way that the offense has devolved. You're looking at the trend of the future. Yeah, the trend of the that. future. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. But like, man, they, they yeah, they're and, in a conference. Yeah, they don't have to play Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State every year, and they're not looking at Washington, Oregon, USC, whatever. And there's a good be a couple of teams that are right below them that might get better, but. Golly, be careful what you wish for. I know, no, and look, and like I'm not saying he needs to, but I just think that it's going to be interesting to see him adapt. Yeah, you say this would be a little bit different. It would be different. Like this one, this one's a put line. The rest of the four, I'm probably not going to have to really go that deep in. But this one was the one I thought would spark a little discussion. And I like, I'm not a guy who's you know has to be right all the time. I mean, hell, I'm married, Uh, so right (laughs) anytime. Yeah, Yeah. I I just think that that applying the term hot seat anywhere within a thousand yards of Kirk Ferentz is it might is, be a little yeah, bit over I, I think there's line. a different term you could use for because yeah. I understand where you're coming from but yeah I don't think there, he's on a yeah. hot seat I, by any any stretch yeah, yeah I do think he he's in the adapter die phase though like and, and he's on the early part of it that'd because, be a good top five adapter die Dabo would be in that one yo Dabo certainly yeah. in that one uh Manny Navarro uh by the way wrote a great column today about the winners and losers in the ACC and the transfer portal and his first line on Clemson is like to win in it you have to go to it you have to you have yeah. to go. If you're going to run, you got to go to the start and finish line, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, I know we, we all, like, joke on their offense and everything like that, but, you know, all you have to do is watch the other side of the football to yeah. understand how brilliant their, yeah. their, their defense no, is and why they're still able to win 10 games despite they have such an atrocious offense. And that's now but, seemingly been worked on and is going to be fixed, and we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. He hasn't made the hire yet, yeah. um, but I will say, I just think that because the schedule's going to get different. Sure like, he's not going to yeah. get the, – the schedule was also kind of allowing him to do that for a long time yeah. because he also had, like, look, P.J. Fleck is in the same boat, and, like, I might have maybe put him on here too. P.J. Fleck's in the same boat. Like, can you do this same thing at Minnesota and expect to keep your job even though you've been one of the better coaches they've ever had uh, in recent history? Like, can you continue to do that because there's no – Big Ten West anymore. You cannot play the same style at least completely. You're going to have to adapt on some on some levels. Yeah, I think too with the Big Ten, I think their schedules get harder because I don't I don't know that that's exactly the case in the SEC because they're only adding two teams. But uh, with the Big Ten, I feel like the way it was already set up with their divisions, there you were kind of there was teams that were missing out on a lot of the other good opponents. And yeah. It's going to be harder to dodge, like yeah. the years where you don't play Ohio State or Michigan or you know like the fifth best team or whatever. It just felt like uh, it felt how that works sometimes. Is you you got a good draw or a bad draw, and you might miss out on some teams. And I think with more quality opponents, you might still miss some teams, but you're going to have other opportunities where you're playing a good team does that make sense yeah no that's yeah, why okay. that's why Scott i think Frost kirk is not gonna, to say anything and you got but, all three of them but no right? that's why i think kirk france is going to have to adapt because yeah. again it's not going to be that year like oh crap we do have ohio state and michigan all right well maybe that's a nine and three or eight and four year but um 
But this year we don't have either of them. So, but this who year they, they are, they could beat one of those three teams because of the fact that they're going to keep that game dummy down. Some of them will just outrace them. Yeah, but like offense. you know, with look with Oregon in particular coming I, in, you know, Iowa's like those, ten and four. But yeah, I, uh, but yeah, I mean, like say, like yeah. you can't, you're not going to dodge Penn State, Michigan, Oregon, Washington all in the same year. Like it's they're coming at you, you know, like it's coming at you. Number four, Sam Pittman at Arkansas. He's you know, look. Um, he he's brought in, <laughs> he's brought in an, an old Bobby Petrino is the offensive coordinator. Uh, ask the last SEC coach who did that how that worked out for him. Now I do think Sam Pittman will give him far more autonomy. And Sam Pittman loves Arkansas. He's an Arkansas alum. Like this is his dream job. He's going to go out for it. But you know things are about to get more difficult in the SEC. And even though because of Texas and Oklahoma. That is not going to be met with grace from the boosters and alums. They're going to be like, okay, we can't sit around and let Texas, you know, go even further, especially the old school ones. The guys who are like the super old Arkansas money are probably excited about Texas coming back in and want to see some, you know, some comparison in that, even though they're so far apart right now. You mean like Texas joining the SEC is going to spark them to go back no, to the days of Frank Broyles? But no, what, I, what I'm saying is like, okay, Jerry oh Jones – was uh, like he's the big donor, and there's guy, there's other rich dudes that donate that are his age, right? That t- Arkansas or Texas was their biggest rival, or the one they hated the most, even though it wasn't always the case with Tech. But that was a huge deal for them back in that time. Texas coming back in, you know, we talk about A and M all the time, but I think there's some old. I'm talking old school money in Arkansas that's going to be pissed that Texas is so far ahead of them right now. Yeah, and of course they played some non-conference games. Matt Jones, a quarterback, had yeah. a game or two against. Him, but yeah, yeah, that's freaking a billion years ago. I yeah, mean, that's the is, thing is those, those old people he's referring to are like ninety five now. But so they're like, talking about they're like the, mo- the I'm just talking about yeah. money. Sixty nine. Yeah. I mean, they got. Whatever. I mean, here's the bottom line: you got to do something because yeah. you were fourteenth or you're thirteenth out of fourteenth. You're about mm-hmm. to be at best thirteenth out of sixteenth. I mean, or fourteenth out of sixteenth or whatever, because you're not going to be above Texas or Oklahoma. So. Uh, you know, with divisionless football in play, um, that's going to be, you know, fun to see, like, the top-to-bottom rankings where they are. But, yeah, they're very much in danger of being 15th, 16th. I mean, thank God for Vanderbilt, basically, if you're Arkansas, because other than them and Mississippi State last year, you were the worst team in the SEC. And there's not a lot of hope about what's going on moving forward either, I don't feel like. I mean, I think, yeah, Sam Pittman is very much on the hot seat, and they're already falling behind. And now you've got two... Uh, especially one, uh, old rivals rolling in that are going to be above you for starters. And so, yeah, I mean, what what do you want Arkansas to be if you're an Arkansas fan? Are, everything's you, compounding. Yeah, I mean, they're just New falling and further and, and further down the, the slide, and there's not anything that's really propping them up at this point. So, yeah, he's he's got to get to winning, and he's got to, you know, get some things moving in the right direction because, uh, you know, last year if they had made the decision to move on, I don't think anybody would have been surprised. But mm-hmm. now especially, like, dude, it's now or it's never because mm-hmm. Arkansas is fading and they need to get a spark back. Yeah. Number three, Dave Aranda right here at Baylor. Uh, look, it's it's no question. I mean, he sat right here and he, he knows that, like, this is a make or break year uh, for him at Baylor because they've changed the NIL strategy. He's changed the entire offensive staff more or less. Uh, all that, you know, he's taken over defensive play calling. These are all moves – 
the signal. It is make or break for Dave Aranda Baylor. We don't probably need to go in as much detail on it, on this one because we have, and we have breaking news, uh, too, about Jim Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. And so I want to talk about that before the end of the show. Okay. So uh, we can maybe shorten this on Dave Aranda, but he's certainly on uh, on that spot. We have discussed this ad nauseum. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, it's uh, it's you're reaching the point of apathy in some cases. Uh, definitely have already hit the frustration levels, and uh, folks just want to see a product that's competitive and, you know, they want to see wins. And I don't think it's demanding 12 wins a year or anything, but when you followed up what was the greatest year in program history, that's great. But rather than building off of that, that's not your life jacket. Mm-hmm. It's not something we look back on fondly. We're like, oh, that's why you still have the job at this point, basically, because other than that year, which was the outlier, it's been bad. Yeah. It's been three years of not good. So this is year five. I mean, I, I like Dave Aranda a lot, but I mean, this is the reality of the business. And I know he wants to do it the right way, but you still have to win. And, and that's, you know, unfortunate in some cases when you're trying to mold men, but that is the bottom line. That is what puts butts in the seats, not degrees and things like that. And so he's doing the off the field the right way. He's done the on the field a little bit of the right way. But now it's been a couple of years since that's even looked like it's even known what it was doing exactly. And so, yeah, you've got to get it in order this season. Number two. Chip Kelly, and this is this might be solved in a week anyway. If he's up for, if he's going to go take an OC job, then UCLA, um, you know, that's a whole new can of worms. But he certainly uh, barely made it out with his life this year, and has you know, kind of crossed people a little bit the wrong way. And you know, he he had the great you know talk about you know how he thinks college football should be, but that also sounds like a guy who might be over it himself. And going back to the NFL as an OC, a way easier job to be in a a uh, college head coach. Uh, my personality and just the way I am as I get older, I would much rather be in the NFL than college football as a coach. I, I'm not even a question in my mind. Yeah. I mean, not even a question. Drafting and and- versus recruiting, uh, ding, NFL. Uh, I mean, just in terms of playing the best of the best every single week, if that's what's up your alley, like whatever your flavor is, unless you just Hell, really like recruiting. The hours are the hours, incredibly better. And, and, the offseason, and- I mean, everything other than if you are just, you love the game of college football, I don't know what a single thing is other than pride in your alma mater and those types of things that would sway you yeah. versus the and, NFL. Well, and, and look, here's the deal. There's only those 32 NFL jobs right. in, in, in any position, right, whether it's head coach on down to whatever coach you are. But um, that's the thing is, is that being an NFL coach is not an easy job. No. Like, it's a really hard job. But comparing it to college football, it's like a way easier job it's insane. Like, and it's not an easy job. Number one, Billy Napier. Um, he just, I thought this was a great hire by Florida and I, I'm, I'm still not, uh, convinced that it's not, but, uh, he's going to have to win and do something fast because the first two seasons for him have been, they show no growth at all. Like he went six and six and then five and seven, uh, lost in a bowl game like he's got a losing record there they don't look any different they don't like seem to have any big time recruiting prospects and all of that it's just it's just there and they're in the SEC they're a brand name like you can't just be kind of there if you're the Florida Gators yeah I mean Scott Strickland said he's not on the hot seat and um I've seen people point out that he's still uh, – if he's on the hot seat, then we're Shane Beamer because they've beaten yeah. – uh, that's the team he's been able to beat both years. But, uh, yeah, he's he seems to be just kind of in a – maybe it's not even him so much as Florida just seems like they're in a weird place where they're just kind of in a, a middle ground. of They're not 
good like you'd expect them to be on a more regular basis or and clearly not anywhere near where they were in, in some of their more glorious years recently. They're also not like a terrible football team. Like it's an easy choice to just throw him out and be like, yeah, we're done. We're moving on. He's just in the middle, and that's yeah. a bad spot to be in mm. as well. And so, yeah, I think that you've got to at least see some signs of progress. Like you don't expect – I mean, you can't go win the SEC East anymore. But, yeah, you should be competitive. You should show some signs of progress. And if you're just kind of still in the same spot you were a couple of years ago, then that would be awfully concerning and a huge red flag and, and maybe prompt them to make a move. But Scott Strickland says he's not on the hot seat. You know, a, a bad season can change that in a hurry. Oh, and, they have the, and they have the toughest schedule that, yeah. that like, it, honestly – uh, if I had like twenty-two year old me had sat in a lab and gone screw Florida and made a schedule, that's the one I would have come up <laughs> right, with. Yeah, yeah. Scott Strickland <laughs> is is a good AD and is uh, he's in but charge. Just there, but yeah. He's not the only one that would make that decision if no. things don't go well but, quickly. Yeah. All right, but yes, it's official. Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan. He is going to the Chargers. This is a surprise to no one, but except like Michigan Mike who. Thought he would never leave, but yeah, there is no one is a surprise. Well, I mean, I think it's a great hire by the Chargers. They've got Justin Herbert, they've got Rashawn Slater, they've got uh, Joey Bosa. They they've got things built. This is the smartest one he could have gone to of all the available ones. I think they're going to hit the ground win- winning. He won a national Running. title. Some coaches win multiple. It took a big, long, methodical process to get to the point where they could even beat Ohio State. They have won that battle recently, three years, national title. I mean, uh, going to go back to Michigan and go like 9-3 and three and everyone's pissed off? Uh, he, this is a good move for him. The timing is perfect, and he was really good in the NFL with the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't won a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something that's out there for him to do as a coach and pair that and be one of those few guys like a Pete Carroll or a Jimmy Johnson that have won both titles. Uh, it's a very small select group, I would think that might be a goal of his. I think certainly winning the Super Bowl clearly is. That that's that's why he's going back to the NFL in part. But, yeah, I mean, this makes sense. And uh, I saw a lot of Michigan fans trying to rationalize why he'd come back, and I just saw no reason whatsoever for him to do that other than just like we were talking about earlier with coaches who choose to be in college. Like, you just you like, you like the game better. You love recruiting. You, you like the things that maybe would be annoyances to others, maybe would be stresses to others. You, you enjoy that. Um, but he didn't really strike me as that type of a guy. I think he loves football, but I don't think he necessarily wants to put up with NCAA violations and having to bend the rules and, you know, jumping through all those hoops. And uh, the Ohio State thing, you know, you end on a streak of wins against them and with the national title and the Big Ten title. I mean, how much better is it going to get? You come back next year, like you said, you lose to Ohio State, and then it's right back to, well, you lost to Ohio State. I mean, that every year has got to be – as stressful as it gets at one of those, you know, at a big time school like that. So yeah, yeah I if think you lose that, to the Chiefs two or three years in a row, no yeah, one's going mean, to like lose your mind. No, right? I mean, you're, you're and you can lose though. games in, in the NFL and be okay. You can lose multiple games in the NFL, and it's not a big deal because that's what everybody does. Whereas in college, you lose one, and it's a freakout if it's against the wrong team. So yeah, I mean, you had the best season you could have imagined. Uh, you got your alma mater and Natty. You've beaten your rival uh, now a few years in a row, and uh, I don't know what's left there for you to do. So yeah, I think it's it's smart for him to move on. And, and L.A. is a, a great landing spot as well. I, uh, I Not a surprise, but Michigan fans were probably like, yeah, because they finally have their guy, you know, the one that took them to the level 
that had been a while. And uh, well, good you want to see him build on that and yeah. go win another Natty, and then go win five in the next ten years. And you know, there and of are course. no more Bobby Bowden's, Tom Osborne's, and uh, well, even you could say Saban was seventeen, but that was half of what those other guys did as far as the commitment and the success. I don't know. We'll see where Kirby Smart is in a few years and, and guys like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think there's still going to be those types of figures that are around. Uh, but the old guard is certainly gone now with Saban out the door. And for Harbaugh, I just I didn't never consider him to be a guy who's going to be at Michigan for 30 years and win. <laughs> he he took he... NFL interviews every oh, year yeah, in the exactly. last four years. Exactly. I want to clarify something. I said half the success. They didn't have half the success that he, that he had as far as Saban compared to Bowden. Osborne and all those other guys. No, but like that, like it's it is Jim Harbaugh and look all the NCAA stuff that's going on. This is the best for everybody involved. Jim Harbaugh gets to go run and win a Super Bowl. Michigan's still the national title. The NCAA may still come for Michigan in some regard, but the fact that he's not there means that it's probably going to you know be more of a mosquito bite, yep. you know, than, than anything else. And it might have unless, been anyway. Unless they put Mike Boynton in Oklahoma State on another two or three years. <laughs> but like that. How, how hard is Connor Stallions crying right now? <laughs> yeah. He'll be on that staff. He's probably crying tears of joy. They won a natty, so all of it was worth it in the end. Yeah. And he can be the, you know, the, the pariah or whatever. Love but a statue can, of him. He can, he can uh, write a manifesto about the Chargers now. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I like. Look, it you works know, out about for everybody. everybody they play. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's it, it works out for everybody. Sharon Moore's probably going to be the head coach, although it wouldn't surprise me to see Michigan kick the tires on maybe some bigger names, but I don't think they can. I, I think they've got to give to Sharon. I think first he's of all, he earned, earned it. it. Yeah, he's earned it. Because of what he did. Now again, Michigan was led by Harbaugh, but I think Sharon Moore, uh, with what he did, earned it. And yeah. and uh and and I, I it's kind of late. You could always find somebody else because then they'll start that domino effect again of the coaches. Well, and keeping, if you elevate Sharon more, you keep a lot of guys out of the portal. Well, here's the thing. They got 30 days now, Michigan players. So they're like, yeah. I mean, for what it was a quiet coaching carousel pre-Christmas, uh, post-New Year's, it has been wild and, and crazy with Washington, Alabama, Michigan. Who am I missing? Um Washington, Alabama, oh. Michigan—is that basically it? Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. yeah. Um, so Same yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's gotten wild um, here late, and so yeah. Now Michigan players are in the portal for the next month. I do think retaining Sharon Moore would probably cut a lot of that off of the pass. But also, what do you do if you're some of these schools that are scrambling? That's why you leave some spots open, right? For because all of a sudden these Michigan guys are available. So I would imagine that tomorrow we'll start to see Texas and. Uh, Alabama and Ohio State are all the top Georgia. targets for the Michigan so-and-so yeah. because that's kind of the way it's been the last month with these other stories, and, and I would imagine it'll be the same there because there will be a lot of talented players suddenly available. But, yeah, it's a bombshell, and yet not all that surprising that Harbaugh is officially leaving Michigan. So there you go. And Texas plays Michigan next year in a non-conference game, and now they'll no longer have Harbaugh running the ship, but they'll still be pretty good, but not not who they were this year. They were a dominant team this year. Thanks to everybody. Those of you who watch us or listen to us, Sikkim 365 app right here on 365 Sports. Our sponsors, of course, that allow us to be here in this great studio every single day and do what we do. Jack McKenzie, Emery Winter, Garrett Ross, and of course you in the chat room as well that uh, always keep things a little bit interesting to say the least. I'm David Smoke for Paul Catalina and Craig Smoke. Tonight on 365 Sports, tonight, 1030 on the local CW. Hit the like button if you haven't. Appreciate that. And also subscribe if you haven't either. Good night.
This has been a Rogue Media Network 